we're back on recording on Friday for the first time in a few weeks. Um, how you doing, Sam? Yeah, I'm, I'm fantastic. I absolutely fan- I mean, apart from Bryce Harper going to the Phillies and not the Giants. Yeah, that's less fantastic. But I, I guess we should probably talk about that. I, I suppose that's that might be might be a talking point at some point. Yeah, sort of made us actually record on a Friday for once. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So what's the news? Uh, well, it's thirteen years, three hundred and thirty million was it? Yeah. And weirdly, no opt outs. Which there's conflicting reporting about whether he asked for them or he didn't. Initially, it was that he didn't want them, and then I saw something from I think it's Ken Rosenthal today, which was suddenly some people are saying Harper did want them. I don't get why he wouldn't want them. To be honest, it seems. I was amazed he didn't have any opt-outs. Did you did you see the reasoning? What Scott Boras said? Oh, it was about what the recruiting players stuff. Yeah. Do you think he's in the NBA or something? I don't know. That's, 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 that's not, not how this really works. how it works, is it? Usually. No, I think that might be nonsense. My my instinct is he asked for them, and he didn't get them. Yeah. I I, I feel like this is all a money thing. Personally. But the, but the thirteen years does suggest that he wanted um like time which is what Scott Barris said I think there must be some truth in that because otherwise otherwise like quite, I've seen quite a few people say you surely take just take like a three year deal from the Dodgers what was their offer like 45 million a year wasn't it something like that something like that yeah you take that and then you you could still be on to get like another like five or six year contract with a lot higher AAV but this was still the most guaranteed it'd still money. Be, it'd still be young, yeah. That's the thing is, I think it, it looks like it, it as it seemed from the start that he just wanted the most guaranteed money possible, and he got that. Um, and maybe he was willing to give up opt outs for that. He did get a full no trade though, so he does have that bit of control over his future. But I just think like this contract could. I don't think it necessarily will, but yeah. it could suddenly not be like it look really good. Like if he say win, he could win multiple MVPs, and yeah. the money spending in baseball change. Like surely he wants one it, of the it next. It already CBA. looks cheap. To I be think honest. so. It's quite underwhelming. Like, well, I mean, last few years, I don't know he could be terrible the last few years, but it's what it's twenty two million a year, and you think that's ten years time? Who knows what the market inflation is going to be by then? Yeah, that might not. That be already seems quite cheap. Yeah. Even so, when he's like 37 or something. Yeah, I think a player who's got his eyes on the Hall of Fame and is he should be a consistent MVP contender should want opt-outs. I mean, I, I get yeah. that he wants to build the team. He wants to be the one franchise guy. I think that's really cool if that's what he wants to do. But still, like, you've gone through all of this with, like, the money. Surely you give yourself the... He had the leverage here. The Phillies were desperate. For to get him after the Machado went, um, he I if I was him I would have put them in. I mean, fine if he just wants to live in Philadelphia his whole life, then that's cool. I mean, good on him. I think if he turned down money for that, but nothing about Boras or Harper in the past has really suggested they'd be leaving money on the table. So it it seems to me they might have done here. Yeah, it's it's like the f- first instinct was that it was like sort of cheap. Because what is it? It's like, is it just over 25 million a year, AAV? Yeah. Which I think is partly why the Phillies wanted it, because it gives them flexibility with the luxury tax and stuff. But um, 
But like what? Mikado got 30, didn't he? Yeah. And I was convinced that Harper would get more money per year than um, Mikado. Well, I, I think we we both said yesterday, I, I thought that 10 and 350 was quite likely. The year... Yeah, I almost than... thought that would be like the starting point, to be honest. After yeah. all this time, I'm surprised it's like that low. Like these other teams that were supposedly interested, like... Don't, unless, like you say, there's why I do kind of buy the wanting maximum number of years thing. Because, like, surely, surely 330 over 10, that seems like a, almost like what was the expected deal to me at the start of the off-season. Why, my first instinct to this um, was all of the teams that were linked to them, and I, the White Sox, not so much the Dodgers, because they weren't properly in the running but the white Sox, padres and giants and most of the other teams should have been when they saw that he went for that i was almost to the point like why were other teams not paying more yeah like how what yeah what were, were they well we see what the giants offered now but like yeah why not offer more i yeah, mean apparently I mean, apparently the giants would have had to offer more than that because of tax yeah but um even so Three thirty over ten. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is easy to talk about um, spending other people's money, and I usually would be reluctant to do it. But when you're saying so, in the Giants' case, for instance, they've been willing to take Stanton's contract and then pay that contract. It's like they missed out on Harper by. The thing is, with the the twelve years, it is twelve years the Giants offered, isn't it? Yeah, I think they offered twelve. The twelve years over ten, anyway. The people were. The reason people are saying it'd be a bad deal anyway is those last few years. So if you just don't have those last couple of years, but pay yeah. the same amount of money, I don't see how you're really losing much. Apart I also, from the, maybe the flexibility in between times slightly, but the luxury tax stuff as well is because half of the baseball world at the moment is telling teams they shouldn't care about the luxury tax. A couple of years in the luxury tax is kind of neg negligible. Um, I. I per I'm not the year thing doesn't matter a ton to me because the end of the contract stuff is like well the total money is like the guaranteed money he's got is the issue because if he is unplayably bad in his mid thirties yeah then you can pay him off if you want to anyway like the fact that you're committed to those years doesn't necessarily matter um, the years if anything is just benefits Philadelphia because it drags down the AAV. For the luxury tax situation, yeah. So I actually quite like it for them. Is they've they've got Bryce Harper on a what twenty five million ish AAV? That is insane. That is ridiculous. Yeah. They managed to do that. I th I love this for Philadelphia. I think they've absolutely nailed it. Um, yeah, and no, they've not got no the concern. Opt outs as well. He's... Yeah, he's not gonna the CBA changes. He's not gonna ask for double the money. And if he wins four MVPs in a row, he's not gonna walk off. Like that is. That is crazy. Yeah, it's the it's the thing is, yeah. There's um, the only question is like risk over the next, say the well, like the first half of the contract. Say he got gets injured a lot over the first half of the contract and stuff. Mm. But I don't know. I don't see that as a huge risk, even though he's had injury problems. I I don't know. This he doesn't. I don't see him as an injury prone player for some reason. I don't know. He don't, I don't see him as one of those guys. Yeah, and it's also a risk that you just take, isn't it? I mean, it's yeah. like. I'm not as high on Harper as some other people, but I, 
it's just a risk you take with those level talents. It's like, you know, like the Lakers give LeBron James four years and it's like, well, yeah, yeah, he got injured for 18 games, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't have signed LeBron James, does it? I mean, it's like, so it it is a risk that you kind of live with. Um, And obviously you do get insurance payments, to be fair. If, If he got like, an awful awful situation yeah. where he's like near retired in three years that's the thing though as well we're talking about the other teams competing is the like i mean even adding like an extra 20 million onto that contract that you're offering them 12 or 13 years an extra 20 million is less than two million a year anyway when yeah. you're already offering him like you know high 20s well that's it's the not, thing for me it does i can't see the difference with with the opportunity there is to get that sort of player which is well, there was Mercado as well this year, but most years you don't have the opportunity to get someone like that at that age. Yeah. No, no, just signed an extension. I know he's he's a bit older, but it's like he's the next talent that you're like. He looked quite likely to be yeah. a free agent, and he, he's that sort of. I mean, you get people see you like, in the Hall of Fame kind I of guy. I think like Paul Goldschmidt's a free agent next year, but like he's going to be 32. It's sort of a different thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you're not he's... you're not guaranteed to get their prime. I mean, Paul Goldschmidt might not drop off like straight away but you're not getting five no. years of them as an elite player probably I mean, it, like, getting like three years of him and close to what he is now would be good yeah it's like it's that's the that's the thing is i don't i sort of don't get why teams didn't go for it more is i don't see how the extra the extra 20 million over 12 years like hurts your chances that much or even 30 no. million or, or whatever just you know I don't, Paying I don't an get extra it. few million a year, um, I doesn't don't see how it hurts your chances of winning. No, it's like one of these uh, these things that people it happens in people's lives quite a lot, where they spend a lot of money on something but won't spend like five quid extra to make it a lot better. Yeah. We've well, already spent a lot of money. The five yeah, quid is like, like in this like situation you, like doesn't you spend, matter. You spend like thousands of pounds going on holiday of a lifetime somewhere, and then you uh, yeah you you buy the the cheapest thing on the menu or something yeah even it's like, though you'd well, rather have the thing that's slightly more expensive yeah it doesn't make much Same sense few it's, quid. it's like this harper thing so it's like the the white socks it's like well you were willing to go that far the giants are probably a better example because they were so close but it's like if you've got you've got that close financially and then you go oh no that's that's our tipping point with where we decide it doesn't make sense it's like well i don't know i mean i i, I really love the deal for the phillies and they've kind of nailed it to be honest i thought they were going to end up doing something really stupid when it ran this long i thought they were going to do like you know give them an opt-out every 25 minutes yeah and guarantee to pay them 200 million in the next 10 days uh, that's the thing is I, that, this is why i kind of i guess a lot of it is probably just boras just playing games trying to i don't really know just trying to squeeze every little bit of money out but with that deal i don't see how it took so long like I almost would expect someone to offer that sort of deal like in the first few weeks of the off season. Well, and it's the fact it's not complicated. It's just like it. It's not yeah. like there's loads of negotiating whether the opt outs in 2021 or 2022 sort of stuff. It's just like, yeah, sign forever, no trade clause. Yeah, money's pretty much flat. It's like okay, fine. That's that's us all done. Yeah. Where where do you think it leaves the the division? Um, it's. I think it makes it more interesting because there's a there's a lot of stuff saying the Phillies are the overwhelming favourites now. I mean, a lot of the a lot of some of the, like the national guys that all about the Phillies hype all off season um, now going oh this makes them the 
the overwhelming favourites and all this stuff. I don't think it does, really. It makes them. It makes them a more of a contender. I mean, they're they're possibly favourites, but I mean, it's so borderline. It's like I don't have them at favourites at the moment. Um, I just I, they've, I like some of their off-season moves, but they only won 80 games last year. The yeah. way that they've been discussed, and actually even like the betting markets currently, they're like they're up in the upper upper echelon of teams to win the World Series. And like. <laughs> No, not not for me. I mean, it's... people are forgetting the Braves won ninety last year. That's quite big. People just, that just seems to be. Yeah, oh, I didn't count. I think people people were seeing the Braves thing as like a blip, but the thing is, the Braves they've got. I mean, Albies and Acuna. I think uh, most people would expect them to possibly improve even more. Yeah. I mean, Albies, even though there was all the hype about him early in the season, I think he only actually finished. Where's I'm just going to check. I think it was only like a seven seventy APS or something. He wasn't great by the so end he, of it. So he wasn't even that amazing. I mean, Freeman's ridiculously underrated. Like, I don't think Freeman's far behind Harper. I mean, he's certainly more consistent than Harper's been in his career. Um, yeah, 771 OPS, foul buys. But yeah, and... My one's Josh and, Donaldson and, on this. Yeah, well, there's Josh Josh Donaldson that is, is an uncertainty and is like, that could possibly be a huge improvement. Even if he but gets if he... injured again, like even if he plays 100, 100, 120 games, that that gives them quite a big improvement. And but also, the thing... they've got these pitches that I think have, some of them have started coming through, but like they're not exactly bedded in yet, have they? Even if it's not next year, like I feel like the Braves are still on the way up, whereas the Phillies have almost. I mean, like with the real muta trade, set, trading away six, they Sanchez and stuff. And um, I mean, I, I guess you've got the argument of like Scott Kingery could improve a lot, but a lot of the other younger guys, they, they just sort of kind of know who they are now. Like Michael Franco, I don't think he's going to be much better. You shouldn't expect him to suddenly no. make a massive leap. So they're almost like this next season. I feel like it's almost the Phillies' peak. Yeah, I think that's not outrageous at all I feel like they've not got that much more room to improve especially now with their off-season moves a lot of their key guys in their lineup are older yeah like, you know Segura McCutcheon um, who else that's pretty much it but their two main yeah. additions were the two non-Harper yeah. additions were old guys well and they got real mute I guess but and then your Ariat in the rotation is only getting worse at the moment. It's, it's like, trending the wrong way. Whereas on the Braves, I don't feel like they've really got anyone. Well, they re-signed Mark Akis, who is he had a, he definitely had a like an upward blip last season. But broadly, everyone on the Braves team that really matters, I think, is just on the way up. Yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't have the Phillies ahead of the Braves at the moment. I'd have them pretty much level. I really, I'm, I'm sitting on the fence quite drastically. I have the all four of them pretty level, but with ve yeah. varying degrees of certainty. It's... So I, I'm most confident in the Nationals actually because of the starting pitching. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree with that because I feel like, uh, yeah, a lot of the time, the rotation gets overlooked, and that Nationals rotation. I mean, the front three is like ridiculous. I, I could see all three of them 
I mean, it wouldn't be that ridiculous if all three of them were under three ERA next year. They could. Like, they could be got like three star young contenders. Yeah, but then I, the Mets have a pretty good comeback on that. It's just the Mets need to replace Jason yeah. Vargas at the back of their rotation. The Mets and Gio Gonzalez makes too much sense for the Mets to do it. Um, or even Dallas Keuchel, but that's not happening. That's just too much money for the Mets. Yeah. But, but I, I really would sit on the fence right now. I'd have the Nationals, if I had to order them, I'd have the Nationals number one, not because I think they're necessarily the highest ceiling team. I don't know about that bit. But yeah. they're most likely to be over 500. I, and then they're most likely to win 85 games. Yeah, I feel like there's, there's a decent chance the Phillies are are possibly the best next year but it's just the thing that they i don't feel like they've got a chance of, much chance of improving after ne- this year whereas even the nationals do like soto and um victor robles they're only just only just arrived really the thing with the phillies though is how much they keep spending they they yeah, might just improve by maybe, like maybe they just do the do the yankees yeah um, but you still you can't just do that to be fair I mean even that you it gets out of hand and you can't do it forever because yeah, I mean, you have if, to still make Yankees good free agent signings all of their all of their teams when they've been successful they've always had homegrown guys yeah whereas I, I guess just they've got the financial Nola, aspect but like you feel like they've knocked a lot of the homegrown guys out and the ones that are left you feel like are just holes in the lineup. well, well the guys skins, actually I suppose but it's like Hoskins and Nola, like their their main homegrown guys that are sort of you know key pieces. Yeah, I guess they've got a couple, but outside of that, they've not got. I don't feel like they've got anyone that's really going to make that much difference. That that are like you know they've brought through themselves. But anyway, do you think we should um talk about something else because we we might be doing preview of this well, do. anyway yeah yeah that's true uh well oh the next my, few weeks my outlandish suggestion for what should happen with craig kimberlin dallas keiko okay it's not that outlandish the season begins in less than three weeks yeah both of those guys well they're both pitchers so preparation is even more important for them ahead of the season i think if i am almost any team in Major League Baseball, but my initial thought was actually um, for teams that are on the cusp of contending and aren't sure, I would be offering them a one-year deal and a lot yeah. of money. No, I mean like one. I don't know what it would take to get it done, but say you offer Keiko like one year and thirty plus, I, right? I, uh, yeah, I know. I, I just said we should stop talking about the analyst, but um, you know those sorts of teams. To be honest, I mean yeah. even though a lot of those are. You know, they're, they're like looking at the long term. Well, apart from the Phillies, obviously, but like everyone at the moment is project, predicting them to be very, very close. So, like, you know, you just throw a load of money at one of those guys, and that could push you over the edge. Well, my my idea though was uh, so a team like the Giants, wary of sticking on the Giants too much, but a, a one that would be willing to spend. And the Giants aren't on cusp of contention by any means at the moment. But who want to pretend they're going to compete? Yeah, they they either help you win, or you're absolutely crap, and you flip them for stuff like. Yeah, and, and, and if, if they're bad, then one year deal is not really the risk. Yeah, you've spent some money. So like the Mets in an ideal world would be doing this. There is a chance 
the Mets just are the Mets again and find a way to lose too many yeah. games. And they're 15 games out of the deadline. And then you say they had Craig Kimbrell, right? So they had Craig Kimbrell and they owed him loads of money. But then at the deadline, they flip. We've seen what relief pitchers go or, for. Or the, the or they even flip before the deadline if they're, if they're bad early. You flip them yeah. like halfway point in the season and you've not even spent that much. <laughs> yeah, if you've got a good Kimbrell who's rebuilding his value, like trying to get his value back up, says he'll go again. The trouble is, I don't know what the number is for those guys. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Like, what one year would you have to give Kimbrell to get him? For I mean, season? what was he asking for? What was he asking for? Hundred million. million over five? Was it or six? Five or six. Yeah. So he's asking for around twenty million a year anyway. So I guess it'd have to be. I don't know. Twenty twenty-five million for Kimbrell for one year. Yeah. The thing is with that though is that contract he was asking for, I think, is so ridiculous anyway that. I mean, even twenty million for one year seems like you're overpaying ridiculously. Yeah. For one relief pitcher. Um. So I don't. I don't know. I think yeah. I'd so be like considering eighteen, eighteen for one year. I think would be a lot. But that's what I mean. That's why it's slightly. It may seem quite ridiculous. But I would be thinking about it if I was the owner or in the front office of any of those teams, just as a like. Well, they either help us win, and if. Kimball almost more so, even though the value's even worse, because we've seen that relief pitchers can really return good stuff. Yeah. And you might, if he's good, if he's nails for like the first three months, imagine what you could get for him. Like a contending team who suddenly needs a closer and it's like, yeah, we've got Craig Kimball available. Here yeah, you go. I, I guess you've got like the smaller market teams as well that uh, I don't know whether they'd be willing to just spend that much for, on one guy for one year, but like that are looking to kind of break break through a bit like the twins i think i'm thinking of yeah. the twins pretty much where you know they the year before last it looked like they were about to about to be contending for a while with some young players and you know they they did pretty well um and then they had a bad year they're hoping those guys bounce back but you know maybe you know add one of these veterans is, is a bit of a boost yeah because i and try and get back in the contention especially with the uh with the indians um sort of half giving up yeah i it might be the best thing for the players as well to be honest because surely at this point they've realized they're not getting the deals they supposedly want or anywhere near it i'd imagine if it's gone this long so see what people will give you for one year like yeah and if you think that your a back end of your contract is not going to be that bad Try and rebuild your value. Both of them, both Kimball and Keuchel have issues with people think they're trending the wrong direction. Yeah, if they're claiming they're not, the other show way. it. Yeah. yeah. If, if if you're if you're saying you want a five year deal because you were this good in 2015, be that good again, and maybe think, you'll get. Four I think next that's year. part. Of, that's part of the thing though with these guys. Some of them is a lot of the sort of complaints about they want to get paid for what they did a few years ago, and they and then people are saying no because you're trending in the wrong way, and I. I think they probably realise that they're training the wrong way. That's, that's why, why they want the long the big, deal. Yeah, because they're like, "This is going to be my last contract." Because in a couple of years, I'm done. Yeah, sort of thing. Or maybe they're not exactly thinking that. But it's... otherwise, I don't see if you if you're really confident in yourself. I don't know why every player wouldn't just take a one year deal. Well, like the Trevor Bauer stuff, isn't it? Trevor Bauer yeah. just said uh, he he thinks he's always going to get better. He's not going to earn as much money doing that. I don't think because eventually you will not get, get or something. But yeah, I guess is the thing. But like, especially when you're not getting the long deal, like, yeah, you surely you, you 
I don't see why you wouldn't take the one year. It's why I like what Donaldson did earlier this year. I mean, I, I loved yeah. it for the Braves at the time, and I like. But what... that's, that's exactly what he's done, basically, isn't it? Yeah, but he did it quickly. He didn't. He didn't faff round. He went right. I'm going to sign with them. I've got a whole off season, and then he's going to be. Hopefully, he's prepared, and I hope. I hope he's healthy because it's going to be fun to watch him. And that yeah. lineup is going to be pretty scary. But that's basically, and to be honest, they didn't even pay that much from really they for what no. a one-year deal. How much was it? Uh, it's twenty twenty something, I think, but like low twenties. Yeah, that's not ridiculous for how, what he was a few years ago, and it's sort of. I mean, I guess it's it's quite a lot for what he was the last. Twenty-three. Years. Well, but then but that's the thing is it's the, the health is, thing. It's like is a gamble, isn't it? Is is where the Braves are sort of taking the risk, but there's not really much risk. It's like. The risk is you've lost that amount of money. But so the, sort of... the thing with Donaldson though was last year he was not as good and playing hurt, right? Yeah. So he was, but he was good when he went to Cleveland in a very small sample. But when he was, he was an 801 OPS guy across the whole year, which is not amazing and not 23 million. But even in 27, he injured a bit. Ooh. He had a 944 OPS. Like, if he's healthy, I think he's going to be really, really good. It's definitely worth the gamble. I, I like that move, and I, I'm just surprised other free agents haven't thought to do the same. Just bet on themselves a bit. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, that's what they should be doing, really, isn't it? The big guys, anyway, that are left. Well, any of them, really. I mean, well, some of them don't, I don't even have an option. I, I think some of them won't be getting offered more year deals like whatever they ask for are there any other uh, it's basically Keuchel Kimbrell and Gio Gonzalez isn't it and then there's like a then it's, it's like Adam Jones um, I don't know is that it there must be some relief pitchers just like lingering around but yeah any, anyone can get a relief pitcher People, like most teams every year just have now seem to have some guys just pitch in the minors throwing like 102. Yeah, Martin Maldonado is available. That's not exactly box office stuff. That's uh, that, that I'm surprised he's not gone there to be honest. Uh, yeah, most of the guys left are, are pretty abysmal. Uh, Denard Span is left. Yeah, I mean, like, he's the sort of guy that you're not sure if he's maybe he's just done in the majors. Carlos. Oh, the connection's gone all bad again. For some reason. Um, Evan Gattis, Clay Buckles. Yeah, there's, 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 a lot of those guys seem like minor league candidates to me. There's not like a massive hole for them, is there? No. It's, yeah, it's, it's all a bit meh, isn't it? Most of the guys that are left, it's like... I don't think you deserve to be in the major leagues. Yeah. Um, trying to get okay. Oh well, this is um. Update. AJ Ramos is still a free agent. I didn't realize that. Yeah, a few of these guys will get picked. It's now that um, Harper's gone, Harper and Ricardo are done. I feel like the rest of it's, the, these guys are just get snapped up. I mean, either minor league deals or just like one-year deals, like we're saying and stuff. I think. 
Navra knows where they're at. Yeah. I, there's nothing. It's just not much like exciting stuff left to go, is there? No, just. I guess that's waiting one, for one, the season it? now. This this is pretty much the end point of the off season. Um, yeah, three weeks. It's just to taken go. a long time and to get there. And there was actual baseball. Well, there's already spring training, but you know. Should we um stop? Yep. Let's end now. So um, it'll be the season previews next, won't it? Season preview podcasts. Yeah. Are we going to do these as well, or are we just going to do season previews for the next? Yeah, we probably don't need to do these as well, do we? There's not much happening, is there? No. So, yeah, we're going to do two podcasts a week, are we? Yeah, let's, let's for aim ne- for that. For the next three weeks until the season starts. Who should we start with? Which division should we start with? Um, I don't know. Should we do like I've done my season previews for the website and we'll start, start off with... with the boring ones? Yeah, so let's do the AL Central okay. first. Okay, so AL Central like first half of next week, is that what we're doing? Yeah, and then then I don't know after that. Yeah, you'll have to tune in and see. See what what just nonsense we've got to say about that. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>